ladies and gentlemen from Colonial Heights, Virginia, and All Seasons Tabletop Studio, it's The Undiluted Truth with Mike and Ben. Today's episode, can you believe it? The last act has begun. Do not forget to like, subscribe, and share. Our podcast email is theundilutedtruth.podcast at gmail.com. Hey, get on your best behavior, would you? Why sweetenly? And definitely turn your back on Mother Nature. Remember, it is the last act. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Undiluted Truth. My name is Ben, and let's welcome in our host, Mike. How are you doing this afternoon, sir? I am doing just fine, thank you. Wonderful. I love to hear it. I'm doing great, too. Well, good, good. Is the last act the final act? Uh, Well, that just depends on your definition and if we change the goalposts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the goalposts are slightly moving now, but mm. I think based on what I'm seeing, they are getting ready to be sort of concreted put, in. Put in place. Yeah. They, they, they're good. they are going to be stationary. Usually so. the last act means it's the final one. But Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we the question should be, is this the final? final act in the final play you know you usually get acts in place this is true is this it if you have another play after this that's what you're asking yes that's another, a, I, exactly I, i'm not sure you know i so, don't i don't think so or are we are we really shifting a major gear uh with that but you know what i'm excited because this particular episode we are going to be asking questions hmm I am going to try my best to cause as many as out there listening, even here in the studio, and mm. and to think. Okay. You know that's the that's the main objective with this uh, with this title today, yeah. and, what, and what we're going to be going through. All and right. I think it's time. I really think it's time, Ben. Okay. So welcome all of you, truth seekers and rock tumblers. We are honored to have you here on this platform uh, as as usual, uh, and and we mean that Ben and I definitely mean that we had a, a a fairly fulfilling day. We did something a little bit different. We will share that with you, uh, both of us. I know it was my first time attending, yeah, uh, the meeting that we did today. Mm-hmm. So me too. Yes. Uh, and I'm excited to share some of that at a later uh, episode or on a later episode. Yeah, absolutely. At a later date, I guess. So, That's true, too. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so I guess if we're going to be sharing something at the latter, a, a later date, the, the, the listeners know, hey, 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 it's not the final act. Well, it's a continuation. Okay, yeah. It's, it's a long last <laughs> act, maybe. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. There you go. And make it a good one. That's right. And you best be on your best behavior if you're yeah, that's, yeah, yes. approaching the last act. That That would be time to do that. So, mm-hmm. but uh, a, a couple of things here, but uh, I think it's all going to speak for itself. 
and this is going to be sort of a full gamut here okay. of, of information, but I think these are questions that most of us are asking, and if not, we should be asking. So well, let's get right into it, and let's start asking some questions. So All right. if the last half, the last act has begun, mm-hmm. I believe the pieces of the metaphoric statue are nearly complete. And the question is, are you going to kneel or are you going to stand? Mm, good mm, question. That's good question. That's but one question. Mm-hmm. Now, you know that here in the All Seasons Tabletop Studios, or if you're around Mike and Ben, mm-hmm. our main object- objective typically is to cause you to think. Yes. So when is it that you are typically made to think? Typically. I think mm. it would be when you're asked a question. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah when, when, you're, when you're up against something unfamiliar? Yeah. Kind of? Yeah. It's not something simple or complicated, uh, as I, I can recall. You know, uh, Yogi Berra, the famous catcher for the New York Yankees, they said mm-hmm. had all these weird kind of, it kind of make you think a little bit, blink your eyes kind of sayings. And one of them was, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. Okay. You know. Yeah. So, you know, it's not so like that that we're going to do. We're going to really make you think, not go. Whoa, that's kind of that's kind of weird, Yogi. I mean, Uh, in just in just my thinking, like I said, I think it's um, when you're confronted with something that you're you're not sure of or unaware of, or mm -hmm. the other thing that usually really gets you to think is, well, hopefully, is something that. Um, for lack of for lack of correct uh, wording here, uh, sorry, folks. Um, but uh, something that that goes slightly contrary to what your thought process is or your beliefs. So something that's different from what your normal thought process or beliefs are might get you to think because it's different. So you're like you have to think about okay, well, what is this? You know type of thing so yes. it, it's still kind of an unknown sort of if you yeah. will but yeah those yeah. are that's my thought on it yeah and and you know what you're talking about sort of uh takes us right back to the very beginning and how do we sift information yeah you know so it, it would be a you know like we said not necessarily by an r a d or an i Right. Yeah. We are sifting it based on what you said, maybe a moral foundation. Right. A clear understanding on something. Yeah. Uh, so no, good stuff. And and I think that's uh, that's the important thing mm-hmm. is to be able to think and come to conclusions. But uh, you know, the digging and the tumbling of rocks. Right. Is yeah. is is really the exercise that we need to we need to go through. But I, I want us to I, I want us to think about this uh just you know, as we begin. You know, so today we're gonna be we're going to be asking some very important and probing questions. 
Now, I mentioned a statue in the beginning and about uh, this statue being completed. Right. And I, I want to add, this is this is a statue that I'm not sure if we've mentioned here, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna open up the book of Daniel here in a second, as we we're gonna look at some parallels mm-hmm. as to this la- last act that we're we're talking about. Okay. So, uh, you know, th- this this statue being completed, uh, you know, and prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes. Right. So if you know a little bit about the story of uh, one of the more popular statues, or, or I don't know that they, there was a, a couple in uh, the Bible, but uh, one specifically was the one that uh, King Nebuchadnezzar right. made, or let's just use the word, mandated. Yeah. Um, the mandate he, he mandated that uh, you bow to this statue that was a, basically supposed to be him and his kingdom. Right. Yes. So it is said, if you do your research, if you tumble enough rocks, if you are seeking, that these three Hebrews did not. Of course, it's not said, but they did not bow. So what did they do to prepare themselves for that particular day? Now think about it. Everybody mm-hmm. in the land bowed right. to this, you know, when the you know, when the horns blow, everyone's got to bow. Now these guys right. these guys did not do that. Right. What the question is, well, how did these three young men prepare for the statue mandate? Basic answer, little by little. <laughs> Little by little, I like that. Go. I like that. I'm I'm going to throw another uh, a scripture out there. I I think okay. uh, one is First John three seven, and and that scripture says uh, that do be ye not deceived. Be ye be ye be not ye deceived. Not deceived. It's right. easy for me to say, but he who practices righteousness is righteous just as he is righteous. So practicing righteousness or practicing standing, practicing living, practice right doing. Right. And it is also said that these young men watched, not not that they went out every day, they knew this, the, the statue was being built and they sort of watched it progress along like you know like you see a skyscraper in town right you yeah. drive by it every day and you say well wow it's coming along it's coming uh-huh. along right well they knew exactly what it meant yeah they knew that this thing was being built and they knew what was coming mm-hmm. so in this process so you say well okay well how did they practice what did they do to practice well let's let's remind everyone what they did let's let's take a look at, okay. at Daniel 1. Uh, verses 11 through 20. Okay. Daniel 1, verses 11 through 20. So it says here, So Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, those were the Hebrew names Mm -hmm. of these young men, please test your servants for 10 days and let them give us vegetables to eat, 
and water to drink. So I'm going to pause right there and just give a little backdrop here. So this was when Nebuchadnezzar had come in and, and overtaken right. uh, Jerusalem. Uh, uh, yes, uh, I, I can't. I'm drawing a blank there at the moment. Yes, Jerusalem. Uh, <laughs> uh, Israel. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Israelites. It was yeah. It was Israelites. Um, they had he had he had come in and 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 taken them over and I should I should do a little research on that because uh, Nebuchadnezzar was a king of Babylon. Right. Uh, yes. And actually, you know what? It, it was at that time it was called Judah because it was it was King uh, Jehoiakim. Okay. So. Anyway, that it was the Israelites, though. Let's let's just keep it at that. So they were being taken in, mm-hmm. and back then, when you're when you're taken captive, I mean, and even any kind of slave, I mean, what the king says goes. I mean, you do not, and and in some cases, you couldn't even approach the king in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so. In this case, Daniel and his friends, the first thing that they notice as they are being taken in was that they were told about what, what was getting ready to take place and what, and what the plans were for them. So they were going to make these guys, because, they, because of their appearance, they were good-looking young men, looked strong. They could tell that they were very intelligent Mm-hmm. Good quality, so they were going to make them wise men directly under the king. But one part about that was, was in verse five it says, "And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank, and three years of training for them, so that at the end of that time they might serve before the king." Right. So the training was getting ready to start. Well, now among those of the son, it gives the names. To these young guys, the chief of the eunuchs gave different names. So he renames them. Mm-hmm. But then at, at that time, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portions of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. I like what it says here. He purposed in his heart. Mm-hmm. He had made his mind up. He had purposed in his heart that, you know what? I am not going to defile myself. He thought, basically, that the food that the king was offering up was not the best food for him. Right Now, I look at it sort of athletically. You know, he looked at, this food is not really best for me and my body and my mind together. Okay. Right. Yeah. And after all, he should know he's been eating a certain way for years and years and years, and he had a relationship with God. And he knew, all right. But what what was rare about this is that he called to this uh, to the, the the head of the eunuchs and said look you think you can go ask the king if we not have to eat his food now now that's right. a big deal yeah that's a big deal refusing the food from the king's table 
Right. I mean, yeah. yeah. Now, now think about that. that you know, that this is uh, this is somewhat of a mandate. You know, you're coming in, right. and this is being, and he's he's like, I don't think I want to do that. Let me. I mean, it, and this wasn't some small little schmojo, if you will. Right. This guy and. This guy had a position to where he had to even say himself, well, you know, well, I don't want the king to get upset with me. Mm-hmm. So this was a big deal right here. So, so the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord, the king, who has appointed your food and your drink, for why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. Mm-hmm. So he says, "Look, if 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 I request that you guys eat different food, and then you guys start looking like you like right, you're right. starving to death and you're you're in poor health, yeah, he'll have my head, and literally he uh-huh. will have my head." So that, that was a question. So Daniel said to the steward, the chief of the eunuchs mm-hmm. had said over. Please test your servants for 10 days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Mm-hmm. Basically, he says, Don't tell the king. You, you, you test it with us. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Just you, you, you test your servants, right? right? Mm-hmm. So he says, uh, Then let our countenances... Basically, you know, yeah, be yeah. examined for you in the countenance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. So basically, he's saying, you know, you check us out and see how we compare to the other guys. So he consented with them in this matter and tested them for 10 days. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the 10 days, their countenance appeared better and fatter, it says in, in this version, in flesh. Than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies, and the steward took away their portions of delicacies of the wine that, that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. So very powerful. Mm-hmm. Practicing righteousness, they stood up to a king. You know, went against what he said, had no problem making that request. Mm-hmm. And we know how it turned It turned out wonderful. And just a little sidebar, by the way, that was the actual uh, first clinical trial of diet. Mm. And, I mean, it, That's, that, yeah. the first recorded one, anyway, right. in history. Yeah. And, and we see how it turned out. But they were, you know, they were blessed by God and, and for standing. And, of course, they looked extremely healthy. Yeah. Um, so don't want to get too much in the weeds there because we are looking at how did these guys prepare themselves for the statue? Yeah. For that day in the uh, uh, on the plain of Dura, if you will. So that's one that's one case. Now we'll 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 look at another instance here and I'm not sure how many people will know this but in Daniel 2 we're going to just you know just a page and a half over chapter 2 uh, in verse 17 we'll look right there and 
this a backdrop here is the king had a dream. Now, this is pretty tricky. The king just didn't have a dream and tell somebody when he woke up the dream and say, hey, can you wise men tell me what that meant? Right. You know how it is when you have a dream and you wake up and you're like, oh, man, that was a really good dream. I, 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 you know, I've often wanted to go back to sleep to finish the dreams. You know, it's like I, yeah, it's like I paused right. the movie. Yeah. You know, I want to go back exactly. and, and finish it up. But And then the longer the day goes, you're like, wow, wow. What was that about? Man, I, and, and, and it slips away from you. Well, right. that's exactly what happened to the king, but he knew it was something big. Mm-hmm. So he wanted his wise men to not only interpret this dream, but to tell him what the dream was. That's right. Yeah. So the, the wise men of the land all were sort of backpedaling here because he said, if you can't tell me mm-hmm. these things, then I will have your life. So he was, put, he was putting them on the chopping block. Okay. Pretty much. Now, yeah. now at this point in time, Daniel and you know his friends weren't approached yet, but you know you could hear the buzz in the land. You know, coming around. Oh, wait a minute! Something's something's happening. And if he, you know, he, him being a wise, you know, part of the wise man group, he knew that this could be this could be a big deal. Right. So the. Wise men that were employed by the king, their request was, well, oh, king who live forever, <laughs> mm-hmm. tell us your dream and we'd gladly give right. you an interpretation. Yes. You know, you t- you know, yeah. they tried that a few times and it, it, that didn't fly. He says, look, I don't, re- I don't remember it. And you guys are the wise men. So eventually mm-hmm. they said, look, this is, this is really uncalled for. No one, no one has ever asked wise men to do this because you know what they would have done. They would have taken the dream, made something up that right. sounded good and yeah. to, to pacify him. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, right. Yeah. yeah. So that's sort of where we are. And we pick this thing up here in, in uh, verse 17 in chapter 2. It says, then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah his companions, that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning this secret so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Mm-hmm. I think that's big. I, I, I think we should not miss that because he went, he went and told them, you know, the Bible says they, he went and told his companions that they might seek mercies. Now, yeah. a question would be, what does that mean? What is, you know, they... They were to seek mercies. So uh, to pray to God. Yes. Absolutely. To be merciful and to allow them to fulfill yeah. the king's request so that they didn't perish. That's, absolutely. Yeah. And it wasn't And it wasn't just Daniel on the chopping block there. No. Because if if God did give him the interpretation, guess what was happening to all the wise men? That's right. All of them. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And what not, good are you all? That's exactly off with your heads. Sure. I mean, now you think about this. Yeah. You know, so Daniel Daniel had basically asked the king in verse 16, and I'll go ahead and read it. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time mm-hmm. that he might tell the king the interpretation. Now that's another that's another thing. That's big. Yeah. He stood up, mm-hmm. had confidence. He wanted time. 
and he and he said, "You give me time, and I, I'll tell you what it is." Mm-hmm. And I and I don't want us to miss this either because these young men knew what to do. It wasn't that they had to get instruction from Daniel on how to seek mercies. They were always in communication by prayer. You, you, you right. actually said it. That's what they they were they were in a serious prayer meeting, and they were pleading with God, and they were also. What else? Uh, we talked about this about a week ago. What else were they doing? Mm. About a week ago. What do we oh, What man. do we forget to do when we're praying? Uh, to listen. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. We, yes. we talked about that. How yes. else would they know what the answer was? This is true. Yeah. yeah. But see, that was part of the way that they went about. You know, when Daniel said that he purposed in his heart. These things about the you know about the food, right. Th- that's where we need to be in a in a position. So here we go again. There was a I mean there a decree, a mandate, or whatever. The, your life's on the line, mm-hmm. and they knew exactly what to do, and they purposed in their heart, and they prepared themselves. So now we fast forward. So we know that well, we don't want to leave our listeners in the dark here. So Daniel describes the dream. Right. He nails it. He had it verbatim. Yeah. He nails the dream. He told the king what it was, and the king did, really didn't like what the dream was about because yeah. what it was was it showed the progression of Babylon being, you know, the kingdom, the 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 most powerful kingdom in the world. And basically, Daniel said, "No, this you, you, this isn't going to happen forever and ever and ever. There's going to be a progression. You know, you will soon be taken over." And he walked right. them down all the way yep. to the toes of the statue. That's so, right. So, but the bottom line is, is it saved the life of Daniel and the wise men and and his friends. Mm-hmm. So that was another major. In, incident or, or occasion to, to, to where he stood. So now what do you think? When you roll up into the plain of Dura and they're asked, mm-hmm. okay, the statue is complete. Mm-hmm. Here it is. And now we want everyone to bow. Yeah. So... These these young men had no problem no problem saying up I I can imagine that them knowing what was coming mm-hmm. they had already purposed in their heart cuz they knew what the statue was being built for they knew what was going to happen everyone was going to have to bow to it and I could see them purposing in their hearts you know when that thing's finished we're, we're not going to bow to it you mm-hmm. know now you think about this. Yeah. Now, this is a this is big because think of the consequence of not bowing. They were going to be thrown into a fiery furnace to their death. Mm-hmm. Some may say, "Well, you know, couldn't you just have maybe bent over to look like you were adjusting your sandals or something, and yeah. or maybe just you know Tie maybe split yeah. split hair or compromised a little bit?" Mm-hmm. No, no. The yeah. king, the one who had all the power in the land, mm-hmm. was going to kill who whoever yeah. didn't abide by this. These young men stood. 
So, and and of course, we know that story. They, I mean, they were standing out like sore thumbs. I mean, everyone else was bowing, and there they were. Yeah. And now it wasn't standing out there, you know, in the middle with the whole world looking at him. But everybody in the land, I mean, you, you could say as far as the eye could see, I mean, he was the, you know, Babylon was ruled by Nebuchadnezzar. So yeah. he brings them over. They were instructed to throw those three young men into the fiery furnace. And it says that fiery furnace was so hot that the ones who threw them in there were consumed. Right. But, so, but on a side note, when they first got brought to the king, they had obviously built up a rapport through Daniel, and I don't know what interactions they had, because the king said, guys, I'll give, I'll give you a second chance, right? With with everybody else, it would have been probably off with their heads, throw them in, you know, but they had, he, they had some sort of rapport in my mind, because the king was like, you know, guys, we'll... we'll well, are you sure? Are you sure? You're, you're, kind yeah, of thing. Are you yeah. sure? We'll give you another try. Yeah. And their it's, response is, nope. No. You, nope. We're not going to do it. No, they basically said that. Even if, even if you give us another, we're not going to do it. Yeah. You might as well just throw us in there. Yeah. You know. He, he said, no, you can go ahead and throw us in because yeah. our God is going to take care of us or, right. or, or deliver us, I think is right. the word. Deliver yes, us from it. And then, he, and, and then he says, and if and he doesn't. Even if he doesn't. Even yeah. if he doesn't, we, don't, we don't bow right. to some statue or you, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's bold, mm-hmm. but they were standing for what was right. See, they had been practicing righteousness, which is right doing. Right. They were practicing. They were standing on the very word of God. The of all the things that are right. So and I think that's uh, that's part of the rapport because you don't think the king found out that these guys requested the vegetables at some point? Well, I'm sure he found that out well, well, somehow. Yes. So that coupled with interpreting the dream coupled with and he knew that these guys were all together kind of thing. Well, sure. You know, so so they had built some sort of rapport whether through whatever. So he was like, "Come on, guys." Well, see, that's I'll a give gra- you another I'll give you another chance to bow to me, but, you know. But see, yeah. that's a great that's a great observation because when we stand and we can roll this to today, I mean, when they purposed it in their heart, you know what they were going to do. You know, of course, a lot of praying and preparing for you know for that particular day. Right. But this is just where we are today. Think about it. Yeah. So what does the scene look like today? Mm. I mean, are we willing to stand? I mean, these guys were willing to stand up for their own life. Mm-hmm. Are we willing to stand? And and I like your point because those guys that stood, they they were noticed. They they were a living example of what God their God, of course, you know, they, they were worshiping idols and all this other stuff right. in Babylon. Yeah. But, but these guys weren't doing any of that. Their God was real and were and was delivering them in big time, you know, ways and situations. Right. And and like you said, you couldn't miss it. Mm-hmm. You know, even the king had to notice it because when they were thrown in, he saw he saw another image. He said, It looks like there's uh-huh. four in there. Yep. You know? 
So when we do these things today, I mean, we don't. We should. We should stand up for what is right. But I think we also should remember that we are living examples for others. Yeah. Because it's when we don't stand up that it becomes easier not to. And it becomes right. every time we don't, it, it's going to become easier and easier not to and harder and harder to stand once we say, nope, not going there. Uh, and uh, I don't have enough faith. And that's really where it all lies. So, yeah, yeah. So we we see what the you know I think I think for for probably my the majority of my adult life you know you read the scriptures you you have an idea of what is going to happen just before Christ comes but yeah. you're not quite sure so one question might be how in the world are are these last day mandates going to be worldwide you know that would be a question mm. yeah. so okay. because we read in the book of revelation that we're not going to be able to buy or sell right uh so th- how is this going to reach out worldwide uh well haven't we already well, seen a little bit of that i know a worldwide <laughs> Pandemic. Yeah, for the first time in my lifetime, a pestilence and the restrictions have reached around the world. Yeah, and you might say, "Listen, you might say the path has already been plowed." Oh yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, in that case, we need to be practicing righteousness. We need to be like these young men. When we have an opportunity to stand up for truth, we need to be doing it, mm-hmm. or else it's going to be very difficult when it really comes down to it, because these mandates are going to get a little bit more heavy, a little bit more heavy, a little bit more critical, because when you think about it, you know, they weren't quite sure what was going to happen when they just requested different food, you know? Right. Now, yeah. the the head of the eunuchs sort of told them. Right. You know, he said, you know, it could be my head if you guys don't that, look the right way. That's right. You know. Yeah. But the, the, at every turn, I mean, the, you know, even with the dreams, he, he give, give us some time. I mean, the, their life was on the line. Yep. And at every turn, it just became easier it, by perception. I mean, I, I wasn't there. I don't. But I believe that they had such a faith in. Right. In such a relationship with their God, they knew. They yeah. knew that it it was the right thing. And that's the main right. thing. Well, I mean, real quick, you could correlate or make an analogy out of um, just your own basic body. If you were, per se, from birth in something's rattling, in a like a kneeling position, and you never moved. You never tried to get up. You never did anything, right? Well, guess what? If there was a time when you wanted to stand up, really, you probably wouldn't be able to. It would be really hard. You're exactly right. Right. Yeah. So if you correlate that to your spiritual, which is what we're talking about, yeah. Yeah. if you don't practice the stand, mm-hmm. how likely are you to, to stand, stand 
when it really yeah, matters. Yeah, so you, yeah, you took it right to the physical. That's, yeah. that's excellent. But I, I mean, your joints are going to lock up. You're the, you sure. Know, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't get much clearer I mean, than that. With, I mean, without the grace of God, it's yeah, not going to yeah. happen. Uh, well, that's where. Right. Yeah, our I know. Strength yes. lies. That's true. And well, we're unfortunately. I mean, we're really. We we'll we, have, we to, were, we'll we have were, to pause for thought. Yeah, we were just getting ready to. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have to pause for. Yeah. Have to pause, <laughs> pause for a little thought here. I will leave uh, our audience here with this next question. Yeah. And we'll pick it up on the next episode. All right. Has the world told us the truth? Hmm. Has the world told us the truth when it comes to this stage, this last act scene that we're sitting in right now? Have we been told the truth? Hmm. So we just talked about this pandemic. I mean, it's reached worldwide. Have we been told the truth? So we'll uh, we'll ponder that thought and... Uh, and go ahead and close up here. Father in heaven, Lord, we do thank you for your word. We thank you for this platform, and we thank you for truth. We admire these young men in the story, and we are a bit amazed at how parallel this story here is to where we are today. So, Father, we... We ask for that same strength that these young Hebrew men had. And we ask that you show us, guide us, and lead us as to what we should do and how we should act and convict us of what is truth. And Father, may we never stop or rest or procrastinate in seeking your truth. Help us to stand for you each and every time that we can. We also thank you and ask for special blessings of those that we know are standing for you around the world. Here in Virginia, we saw some of that even today. Special blessings upon those individuals and their families and those that have been misled and are reaping the poor health benefits and other consequences of the family. We ask for your, uh, your care for, the, for those individuals and their families. And Father, we thank you again for this particular platform that you've given us, and we ask for special blessings on all that are listening out there around the world. And before we part ways, as usual, we ask that every intent of our thought be pure. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to join us again every Tuesday and Thursday on The Undiluted Truth. And remember, rock tumblers, with all of your might, Continue to diligently seek truth. God bless.